Hey everybody and welcome to another show of Torn It Up <clears throat> and as always we have some great music around. Bit of a head cold yet so there may be the occasional bark now and again. Show 231, wow can you believe it, 231 shows. Listen I'm not going to waste any more time talking about that because we have so much great music to give you and also of course part two of that Ronan Gallagher interview when you're going to hear all about uh, well his weekend with a certain Rolling Stone. Anyhow let's get started, uh, we're going to kick off the show with a band that I you're going to hear a lot more about uh, these guys are high voltage gold. This is Atomic Freak. And this is a track from their debut album. Uh, and this is called For the Money. <laughs>
Yeah, that's a cracking start to the show. That is Atomic Freak and For The Money, taken from their cracking debut album called Nuclear Meltdown. Next up, we have Sons of Liberty, and uh, this is brand new from them as well, and this is called Light The Fuse. As always, these boys deliver some really great cracking tracks. And uh, that's another example of it. Sons of Liberty, and that's brand new from them, called Light Diffuse. And here's a band has been around for a while. This is the Black Crows. <clears throat> and this is brand new from them, called Wanting and Waiting.
yeah, that's a rocking tune for sure as well. That's the Black Crows and Wanting and Waiting, and that's brand new and out now. Now, here's another band I never get tired of. Um, speaking of how good they are and how much talent they have, this is the Cosmic Trip Advisors, and this is their latest single. And you know what is really true, the title of the song? It's called Hope Is All We Have. Days of summer around here, and I can't stop thinking about you. And then much is clear.
Yeah, I mean, the lyrics in that song are something else. And the delivery that Leslie gives and how she interprets those lyrics is uh, it's, it's, it's really, really special. Uh, another amazing track from this band, The Cosmic Trip Advisors on Hope is All We Have. And um, it's out now. Have a listen again and support them. Blackberry Smoke, yep, they have a new EP out and we are going to play you the title track. This is called Azalea.
Yeah, that was Blackberry Smoke on Azalea. I said that's the title track of a brand new EP that's out now. Now, here's somebody else, and by the time you hear this, uh, they'll have had their big night uh, in Ballyshannon Abbey Theatre, the Kings of Cool. They have a sold-out show in the theatre, took place on January the 20th, um, and this is their new single, <clears throat> and it's called thinking about you tonight. Well, the party's swinging all around, but I don't want to know. Take a drink, pretend to smile, putting on a show. I'm going through the motions now, play the same old game. But lately I've been asking why Nothing feels the same It's late in the evening, my friend The blues came around once again And I know you at least said goodbye But I'm thinking about you Another time, another place We might have took the chance I know we had a real good time Really had a ball But now I wonder maybe if We could have had it all It's late in the evening, my friend The blues came around once again Yeah, that's the Kings of Cool. What a great bunch of guys. And, you know, a big hello to, to Michael and Jason. Two nicer people you couldn't meet. I'm sorry, there's there's three guys in the band, but I can't remember the name of the third guy. Shame on me. But anyhow, I, you know, well, love to all of you. You're doing a great thing and you're proving a, 
uh, point that live music, you know, good quality live music still sells and you can sell out theatres all over the place. Next up, well, this is a great combination. This single came out late November last year. Just come across it now. It's some combination. This is the legend that's Jimmy Barnes, the powerhouse vocals, the voice, and uh, the guitar legend, of course, this Joe Bonamassa. Put the two together. You've got Dynamite Brother. This is called Black and Blue.
Yeah, great stuff. Jimmy Barnes and Joe Bonamassa and Black and Blue. And that's a, a just a great, great track. Lovely to, to hear it and to play it for you. Next up, Stefan Wolf. And this is from an album that came out back in 1970 called Stefan Wolf 7. Goes to show you the output there was in those days. 40 days and 40 nights. Let's hear it. 40 days and 40 nights. Since my baby done left this town Oh, the sun shining all day long But the rain, it just keeps on coming down She's my life, I need her so While she left, I just Yeah, that was Stefan Wolf and 40 Days and 40 Nights, taken from Stefan Wolf 7 that came out back in 1970. What a great track. Next up, we have Johnny Lang. Haven't played Johnny in the show for a while. He was long overdue. This is a track from his 2011 album called Smokin', and this one's called Changes.
Yeah, always been a fan of Johnny's and that's a great track. That's Johnny Lang and Changes taken from his smoking album that came out in 2011. Now we're almost up at the point of the Torn Up interview and of course you're going to hear part two tonight of the Torn Up interview with the one and only Ronan Gallagher. And there's lots more to hear in this uh, and I'm not going to delay, just let you have a good listen. But of course as always we kick off with a song from the featured artist and this is taken from his second album called Time Waits For No One that came out in 2021. Little did Ronan know how how the lyrics to this song and the whole words would be almost prophetic. Uh, this is called The World Is Born. I saw him clothed in black, his hands bathed in blood, and his feet as pillars of fire. He set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth, and he called out. And as he spoke, hellish thunders uttered their voices, and they foretold great suffering, desolation, and death. I saw the kings of the earth and their great armies gathered on the plains to wage war, and I heard their wails of grief and despair as they drowned in rivers of their own blood. I watched as the horrors of their battles consumed them until there was nothing left but dust, death, and the stench of decaying humanity. Skies. When all the killing has been 
what a song, what a way to start it off. <laughs> uh, the, the, opening, the opening of that, you know, Ronan wrote those words as well. So uh, <laughs> uh, certainly a, a, another string to his bow, very talented man. Anyway, without further ado, let's press the button on part two of the Ronan Gallagher interview. Roland is a fantastic songwriter. It's a special talent and a gift to have. And if you can do that, I think, you know, to be able to do that. I mean, yes, you're involved in the restaurant business, too, which is a far cry from music. But I also know you have an interest in that, too, and the management and the box tea house. Maybe if you're not Irish and you're listening to this, you'll not know. Tell us a bit about the history of the box tea house okay. in Dublin. Yeah, the box tea house, myself and my brother, Parry Gog. Uh, started in 1988 and there were no Irish restaurants in Dublin at the time in fact there wasn't even Temple Bar Temple Bar was going to be a bus depot but we uh, developed this plan for an idea for, for Boxty which we grew up on in, in Leitrim and uh, we patented the way the Boxty was made and, and a special dish that we had and opened the Boxty house and everybody thought down in Temple Bar or down there there's nobody down there an Irish restaurant you're out of your mind and uh, within about Two weeks, we were full every night. There was an extra. We had a write up in the Irish Times from somebody. We had. Uh, we were noted for having very friendly staff and very. It was always, you know, that was always the way we had a fire lit in the place. Everybody shared tables. It was none of this sitting. If you came in, you had to share tables. That was it. It was so small. There wasn't room to be, you know, turning tables over. Yes. But that became actually a part of the whole thing. People loved that whole idea that they could meet and mix, and. Um, it went off the strength. And today, it's one of the busiest restaurants in Temple Bar. You know, it's it's doubled in size, mind you. And uh, they brew their own beer now. And my brother runs it, or he goes still in the gallery. And his son is now running it as well. So yeah, great success story. It's there thirty five years now, I think, at this stage. Yeah, uh, I think you know Irish people generally. You know, we we do like our food. We actually like we we do like to cook it to create it because. Actually, creating a, f- a food dish or 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 performing music, create it's there's a part of you in it. It's a creation process, and there's nothing nicer than if your friends invited around and and you create or cook a dish. And and and, and the same goes for that's the whole thing about creativity. Uh, why it's so important, not just for the arts, but in science. For example, an engineer who sits down and designs a bridge that's going to be, you know. Wow, that's amazing. That's creativity. And all of that is all expressing ourselves. It's all part of that whole... Um, creativity itself is probably what drives us all. It's yes. what drives humanity forward, creativity. The whole, I mean, if we didn't have creativity, we'd be in the same place the whole time and there'd be life would be quite boring, I'm quite sure. Also, I'm sure you probably hear in the background there's the occasional plate being lifted, but myself and Roland, we visited a place, we come very often here, the Angler's Rest in in uh, Ballycollin and County Cavan. And I can tell you, folks, if you ever visit the area and you want to ha- have a, a fine culinary experience, come here. The staff are wonderful, the food is great, and they very graciously gave us a room here to, to conduct this interview. So, yes, you might hear the odd noise, but that kind of proves this is real. We are real, it's real, this is life. It's, it's, it's about, I think, what we all recognise. Nothing's cleaned up or cleaned out, it's as it is. And, you know, people like Ronan are an inspiration to all of us because at the end of the day, it proves that the only blockage we have to success is our own minds. If we believe we can do something, or if we have the bit, we can do it. 
There's nothing we can't do. Uh, and we just sometimes we're inclined to build roadblocks in front of ourselves instead of clearing the path. And like, as I say, Ronan was someone who's done many things in his life, but he has found his calling now because as a songwriter, as a musician, uh, he's 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 contributed something really unique to the Irish uh, music scene here and Ronan's very much respected and admired by some of the biggest stars in the country uh, and that is not easily earned you only earn that because what you're doing is at the highest level and that's why I'm so proud as his friend to have him on the Torn Up interview because it should give inspiration to people listening here that if you have a talent if you have an ability if you have a dream that you want to follow go follow it don't be afraid. Take that four step as the start of your journey. And, you know, you will get there. We all do eventually get there. And, you know, you, you, had, you had a, we, we skipped, you had a second album that you released back, what, a couple of years ago. Um, Time Waits for No One. Time Waits for No One is right. And that's also an apt kind of a saying too. Uh, you know, don't put something off till tomorrow yeah. that you can do today. Absolutely. It came out of, um, <coughs> I, I got ill and uh, things weren't looking good and I remember I went to Mark who's no longer with us my producer and great friend Mark Egan and uh, I said to him at the time waits for no one I said we got to get this album done so we did it during COVID and it was all done via uh, internet via that so, you know, you, some parts we got people into the studio but I was very proud of that album and it worked out very well and uh, it it was kind of what made me realise that actually what it's about is producing your music, creating it, producing it, getting it out there. And that's why in actually the next few months I'm going to start on my third album. Because you can't, you know, you've got to keep moving forward, you've got to keep creating, you've got to keep, you know, you've made that album, it's done. I've often heard musicians and songwriters say, oh, when an album's done, I don't look back on it. Now, I do look back on them. But if you start looking back on them all the time, so much time passes between the last one and the next one being done that it nearly kills the momentum. So you just got to keep looking forward, keep making the new music. And I, I, I'm a songwriter. I write songs. So I keep. I have over 200 songs written. So I have a good 10 albums ahead of me yet to record. <laughs> I'm going off of my head. Am I alive or am I dead? I don't know what I'm doing here. My mind fills up with dread. Fantastic, 
clouds across my will to fly. So it must be said. I think that's the thing I know about you. You know, the, the, you're very productive, and you know, I, yes, I'm lucky enough, you know, to hear some of these songs. I get the very forced listen because Roland will ring me up and he said, "Jerry, uh, I'm going to send you." I'm after just recording this uh, on the phone, and that's another thing we'll touch on too. We are blessed to live in a time where we have that technology that you can put your phone uh, down and record a song and send it wherever, to your friend who might be 20 mile away or the other side of the world, it really doesn't matter. And there's downsides to the fact that maybe there's not the same money to be made uh, from selling albums and stuff. But I think that the upside of that is in order for people like Ronan to create uh, an album or record it, in the old days, it would have cost tens of thousands to do it in a recording studio and all this uh, that, that cost so much and that really most bands, unless they were lucky enough to get a record deal, they never got that, you know, that coveted debut album out. So, you know, with that in mind, Ronan, do you think that, you know, the, the level of... Um, accessibility that we have to creating something that that's something that really is so important to the independent musician if they're recording a song or creating it that that's that's a big plus big big plus it is minuses too because <clears throat> you know just because you can make uh, you have the facilities to make music and song it doesn't necessarily mean that you should in some cases but having said that there are, it's the same, same time for film as well. It's been democratised. In other words, anybody can. Now, it's so much different. The record label behind you beforehand, selling albums when they could sell albums, back in the 70s, the heyday. I mean, they were the glory days for, 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 for bands because music was absolutely valued. I mean, we grew up, we're the generation that grew up with that. We paid for music, and, and I still don't mind paying for music. And, I, you know, uh, it doesn't, it's, I don't see music as something I should be getting free. I, I, I value it. But I think with that democratization has come a huge, huge landscape. So it's harder to get heard. So you have to work at that. And you work on that through the social media and through the, the accounts and your fans or the people. Now, I have a lot of people on my page who would you know, be fans of my music, but I do photographs as well. There's a cross section of, of yeah. things. So, and, and indeed, those people funded my last two albums and will hopefully fund the next one. I've done those all yes. on GoFundMe campaigns and mainly from people, fans on the side. So, it, is, it has good and bad to it. It has good in that it has democratised everything, but it has bad to it in that it has devalued music and it has, like, you know, a billion, you need a billion players on Spotify to get... You know, the price of a McDonald's Happy Meal or something. I don't know, it's something ridiculous anyway. But, um, or unless you're in the billions, you're not making any money. Whereas, for me, 
I still print CDs and I sell the CDs to those bands and that value is held in those CDs and that covers the cost of the album. And it's back to what I said earlier, let the work be its own reward. The fact that I got an album, two albums made, that were paid for by fans and enjoyed by fans and enjoyed by people. Well, that says as much to me as if I was, well, probably not standing on Glastonbury stage, but it does say a lot to me about the sustainability of what I'm doing in that it's, it, I can get two albums made now with the help of fans. And as you said, 30 years ago, you'd have been tens and tens, but in the hope you wouldn't, you would not have a more chance of doing that. So good and bad. Um, and it's like everything, isn't it? There's good and, there was good and bad in the other system as well, because if you didn't get the tens of thousands, you didn't get to make an album. So... Well, yeah. I suppose the thinking was then, Ronan, that yes, there was there was bands signed up to record labels and they did very well, but then there was tens of thousands of bands that just couldn't make it onto the roster. Were still very good. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> couldn't make it onto the roster, and yet you know probably you know deserve to get that chance so i suppose there's there's more people uh, have that maybe ability to break through i i i i'll give an example there was an american southern rock band called whiskey myers came to ireland before covid maybe a couple of years before covid i hadn't heard of them till i i, I just happened to come across them on spotify and listen to me kind of really like that and they played Ireland for the first time, and they played the larger room in Wheelands, which holds 400 people, and they sold it out. And they'd never played Ireland before. It was basically because of their social media presence. That's why I was there. That's why a whole lot of other people were there. And the band themselves would have said, you know, 20 years ago, they couldn't have done that. They, yeah. they, they'd have had an album deal or something to promote them. But because of their social media, and they were very good at social media, because I had saw them through that. So they were good at what they did. Um, if you had advice to give for any person that was thinking of going down the creative path and maybe getting involved in, in music or filmmaking or whatever, would there be any particular advice that you would give them at the start of their journey? Try and learn as much about it before you start. I did. And, like, you can't learn how to write songs and you can't learn how to make films There's, or tell stories. They're probably innate creative things that are with you, but you can learn mechanisms that are used to present them and to get them. For example, you want to write a script and you want to send it to somebody. It has to have, you know, scene one, exterior, mountain, hilltop, Cuchulain walks, you know, whatever. So <clears throat> you have to understand that's how it's done. Um, and I, 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 you know, as back to that whole thing about creativity, what really is creativity is just... Uh, uh, an attempt to, whether it's building a bridge or anything, it's an attempt to express ourselves. It's an attempt to do something functional, whether it's an expression, either to get a message across or to give an abstract idea, or, as I said, to build a bridge. So, I just think creativity is just a magical thing. And I just think it's, it's uh, and it's hard to explain what it is. It's hard to explain what it is. Okay. But like music is a fundamental part of our process that without which I don't think we'd function at all. On yeah. any level. On any level. I, I, I would agree with that.
sometimes wonder what it all means. What in the you are shine like a star and it's like you the talking about stories and stuff and, and we talked about the Boxty House the Boxty House actually and, and probably still is but was well known to be visited by some fairly famous people in your time was there some pretty famous people that you actually had, were lucky enough to meet in I, your time yeah I did yeah I met quite a lot and it had a lot of luminaries through the store I met Johnny Depp I, and, like, he was in with Shane McGowan and uh, I actually went downstairs to the basement office with him and Drank a few whiskeys with him down there, away from the madding crowd. And um, I met Dennis Hopper, another hero of mine. Actually, Dennis told me a story, a uh, very funny story, against himself and Jack Warner. He had <coughs> been quite successful with Easy Rider, so he was the uh, flavour of the week. And Jack Warner, against all the advice of all his, Jack's people, had given this kid a load of money to go down to Texas and make another blockbuster film for him. And uh, Jack went off down, and, or not Jack, but Hopper went off down and apparently, and as he said himself, just did all the wrong things with drinking and drugs and every kind of ridiculous stuff he was at. No film coming. And Jack Warner was wondering where his film was and he sent down messages every now and then. And eventually, apparently, this is what Hopper told us, <laughs> he got an ultimatum from Warner that he either appeared in the studio the following morning or all money was withdrawn and everything was done. And Hopper decided he better go up, so he flew on a plane and arrived up and he met Jack Warner in the office up at the top of the studio. Warner was sitting behind the desk with a big cigar and a whiskey. I said, oh yeah, finally come to see us. Good. Now, come with me for a walk. And he didn't say anything. Got up, 
stuck the cigar in his mouth, walked ahead of Hopper, and Hopper was like a little schoolboy behind him with the master, not sure what it was going to, walked out through the studio, down the stairs, met all the other stars, hello, 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 Mr. Warren, Mr. Warren, walked out, kept walking, and, and Hopper was thinking, this is it, he's going to throw me off the studio, this is it, it's done, I'm finished, and they do walk out through the studio gates, and then he turns around, and he says, turn around, Jack. turn around, Dennis, now what do you see, and Dennis, oh, I see the studio, yeah, what else, I see stars over there and I see the sound stage. No, no, what else do you see? I see I see that tower up. No, look up, what do you see? Oh yeah, well, I, I see the Warner Brothers sign. That's right, that's right, Dennis. That's Warner Brothers. Now, the day it says Hopper Brothers, you can make whatever film you want to. Until then, you make what I tell you. You have three days to have me in my movie or you're out. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 that, that's a brilliant the day it story. it says Hopper Brothers. <laughs> and then I, I believe that you partied with one of the stones. I that's a, that's another story. I did, myself and my brother, Jarlath, and uh, another man from my hometown, Jerry O'Reilly, who used to own Bad Bob's. But, uh, yeah, we met... Um, Ronnie came into the restaurant, and uh, he just sat... He was on his own, and he had a bite teach, and then he said, after, he said, any place would go for, I, I could go for a, a, a drink or a place out there. And I said, no problem. He said, no, it's a place I won't be bothered, because, you know... It's yeah, I get it, yeah. And I said, well, look, I said, we're going down to Bad Bob's in a little while if you want to come with us. So we went down to Bad Bob's, where he went down with my brother, Jarlath, first. And the bouncer wouldn't let him in. And, uh, oh, here you are. You're not getting in here. The bouncer would, well, this is Ronnie Wood, Jarlison. Yeah, 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 Ronnie Wood, Ronnie Wood, blah, blah. And then Jerry Riley came out who owned the place. And Jerry saw Ronnie and says, this is Ronnie Wood, let him in. What's wrong with you? So we spent a, spent a weekend. They went down to his house then for a party for his wife. And uh, he had based his kitchen. He brought us down to show us. He based his kitchen somewhat on the boxy house. Yeah, he's actually a superb artist. He had paintings all over the house of Mick Jagger, paintings of landscapes, and I didn't know they were his. And I said, wow, these are really great. And they're his. He's a really good artist. Yeah. Very good artist. And, you know, uh, my brother jammed with him in the, was in the, he was staying in the Shelburne, and my brother Jarrett has a tape somewhere of himself and Ronnie jamming some old song that Jarrett had written that Ronnie humoured him to, to do it with him. So, yeah. That's that's a nugget folk summer. That's a nugget yeah, summer. Yeah. Ronnie Wood of the Stones and this and this ja and law, lost here yeah. and and Charlotte Gallagher. Um, you know it. You know when I listen to you tell all the different stories, it the thing that I see is the big smile on your face, the the happy memories that you have, and how much music means to you, and indeed how much it means to all of us. And I'm sure that people are listening to this. You know, every one of you, you'll have a favourite artist or song. Maybe if you're feeling a wee bit down and you put this song on, it makes you smile. Yeah. It makes you happy. It makes you maybe want to dance. Or sometimes it can make you want to cry if there's a particular song that has a memory in it. But music, the one thing music does, it touches your heart. It, it, it reaches into your soul. And I think that's so important. I mean, even if we look to our brothers, you know, in the southern states when there was slavery and, and, and the blues music happened, and that's all they had. They, they lost their dignity. They lost their freedom. They were abused. They were beaten. They were, they were hardly allowed to live. But the one thing that they had that couldn't be taken away from was their ability to sing and create music. And that probably took them through some of the darkest times it saved them. Indeed, the same here as well, if you think of our traditional music. The Cadian and the houses in the dark winters and the, you know, during the times of repression and when 
England was ruling us. And, like, that culture was trying to be extinguished, but it never could be. That you, they, they could perhaps push the Irish language out, but they could never push the music out of people. Because, as I said to you at the start of this interview, the music is an inherent, fundamental part of human nature. And it's not just that you have to be a musician to, for it to work for you. We are all touched by it. And I firmly believe it's like a force. And it's and as that philosopher, I can't think of the name, it stops reality from killing us all. I think I think that's so true. Um, and basically, Ronan, uh, you know, on that note, I think uh, we'll say thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us here. I also want to say a special thanks to the Angler's Rest for giving us a private room here. There might have been the occasional noise, but I don't think it detracted from hearing what Ronan had to say. And uh, that's... Irish people are like that. We're a local community. We do help each other out. And, and as, look, communities in every country do. That's, yeah. But I think community is important. Music's very important to the community. Doing this radio show, uh, you know, and I know Ronan does one as well, but for me it's so important to highlight the, the talented people out there and what they've done. And I hope by listening to this interview, you know, you've learned something about really never give up you know, if you have something you want to do, never think you can't do it. Always believe that you can and find a way to do it and you'll get there. Yeah. So on that note, on behalf of myself and everyone else here on the Torn Up interview, Ronan, thank you so much for joining us here. That was a wonderful interview. And um, until the next time, uh, look after yourself, be safe and thanks so much. You're very welcome, Jerry, and thanks for having me. Take care, everybody, and turn it up. i
Uh, what can you say about that? A lot of stuff covered there, but again, always great to chat with Ronan. So many stories and so much fun. It was great, great to uh, to connect with him. And of course, you heard a few more songs as well. You heard Out of My Head, Live Life to the Full, An Argumental Man. Uh, again, Ronan, thank you so much for taking the time to do the interview with me. It's so appreciated. And all those tracks were taken from his second album called Time Waits for No One. He's actually working on a third at the minute and hopefully later on this year it will uh, make the light of day. Looking forward to that. Ron again, brother, thanks so much. Now next up we have these Wicked Rivers and this is an acoustic version of a track called The Family. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, really, really like that. What a great tune. What a great band. Uh, they're doing some dates around Europe as well in the not-too-distant future. Would love to catch one of them, but I'm not too sure whether that'll happen or not. But we have the music. That was These Wicked Rivers and the Family. Now, next up, well, we have the fans' favourite. And this week we head to Galway, Ireland. And it's the choice of Colin O'Malley. That's a great Galway name. And Colin is a big fan of Whitesnake. So here are three of the best from the snakes. The first one is Don't Break My Heart Again, followed by Would I Lie to You? And finish up with Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City. Oh, can't wait to hear them. Let's press the button.
Ah, uh, listen, many thanks, Colin, for that. That made me a very happy man too, because I'm a massive White Snake fan myself. So, uh, well done on sending that in. Really enjoyed playing them. Now, next up, we have Metalite, and this is brand new for them. This is called Cyberdome.
Yeah, that's brand new from Metal Aid. Really like that. That's Cyberdome and that's new from then. Now, next up, we have On Lap and Afterglow. I'll be there when you tell, when you're losing your crown. Till the afterglow, the afterglow. if I played these guys on the show before but certainly will be playing them again that's on lap and la after glow and that's brand new from them as well new single now next up well this is also new this is sweet desire and this track is also called sweet desire let's hear it 
she's naughty, never seen another like. So she gonna shake me till I'm sick.
Yeah, that I enjoyed that. That's for sure. Never played these guys in the show before, but then that's the whole idea. You know, it's nice to mix it up and play people who haven't it on before, and that's another great example of it. That was Sweet Desire singing about Sweet Desire, and it's brand new and out now. Now, here's another uh, tune that's brand new. It's from Bobby Hunt, and it's from an album he's just released called Love, Heartache, and the Road. Oh, God love you, Bobby. This is called, well, now, this is called something that we all hope to do later on in the year when the weather is nice. It's called The Barbecue Song. Some barbecue. Gonna cook it up sweet like you. Gonna stove me on some red hot coals. Baby, loving you, it never grows old. Well, there ain't nothing that I'd rather do than to kiss you on your face and eat some barbecue. Oh, yeah. We'll turn it over, let it cook real slow. Think about the barbecues and the nice long summer days and the hot temperatures and all. Oh, that really sounds something worth doing again, that's for sure. But that's the barbecue song in January from Bobby Hunt, taken from his new album called Love, Heartache and the Road. Now, next up, we have Ancient Sun and Dig You Up. Dig You Up!
that was Ancient Son and Dig You Up, and these guys are a bit cryptic because their EP is called Yeah, I'm Dying. <laughs> and it's just out. Um, now, next up, well, here's someone actually played Monaghan back a few years ago. Could have been 2014, 2015, 2016, not sure of the year. This is Dana Fuchs and... Um, a track from her Love to Beg album that came out in 2011, and this track's called Golden Haze.
Yeah, um, really enjoyed that. Uh, Dan is a, a, a very consummate performer, uh, as you can hear there. What a voice she possesses. That was Dana Fuchs and Golden Eyes, and that's taken from Love to Bear Garden. Now, next up, and there's Golden in the title as well, this is David Bowie from the Station to Station album, come out in 76, and this is Golden Years. <laughs> Taking you nowhere Angel Look at that sky, life's begun Nights are warm and the days are young Yes. Oh, 
that that's just a very haunting tune, isn't it? Um, it's it's a great tune, and you know, um, Bowie would have worked with John Lennon. You know, they they did Fame and and stuff like that. And when I was, it's funny how things come together, because when I picked the the David Bowie song, and then I just John Lennon come into my head, him, you know, him and 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 Fame and and stuff like that, and then I had this idea that why not play a track from each of the four Beatles? And, you know, when the band was introduced, it was John, Paul, George and Ringo. So I said, yeah, why not do that? So the next four songs are four in a row from John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison and Ringo Starr. John's track is Ain't That a Shame from the rock and roll album that came out in 75. Paul's is Henel Wheels, which was out as a single, I think, in, I'm not sure, the early 70s. Then George Harrison, Got My Mind Set On You. What a great track. And then we had to finish it off with a bit of fun. Ringo Starr and What's My Name. So let's listen in succession to all four Beatles. <laughs>
I'm cheesy, you know that, uh, and, and I love the Beatles, and I love every single one of them, and I thought it would be a nice thing to do, to just play them in succession, so that was John Lennon, Ain't That a Shame, Paul McCartney, Helen Wheels, George Harrison, got my mind set on you, and Ringo, finishing it off with a bit of fun, what's my name, four great guys, just two of them still with us, but what an incredible legacy of music they left behind us. Uh, just, there's no words to describe it. And it's always great to celebrate them here on the show. Now, next up, here's somebody else that actually gave the Beatles a run for their money in the amount of albums sold. This is Creedence Clearwater Revival, and this is taken from the 1970 album called Cosmos Factory, and this is Run Through the Jungle.
what a great track that was Creedence Clearwater Revival and Run Through the Jungle taken from Cosmos Factory come out in the 70s now you might notice over the next few tracks I'm sort of going down memory lane but I don't apologise for that because there's some great music produced in the past and we're going to celebrate that now next we have The Boards and Mr Tambourine Man love that song. I know Dylan wrote it but the boards did a great job on it. That was the boards of Mr. Tambourine Man and now here's somebody else I, I just love. The Doors and this is the iconic track Raiders on the Stone. There's a killer on the road 
Yeah, what a great track. The Doors and Riders of the Storm. I remember seeing the video for that on top of the Pops, you know, when they had cowboys riding out and was had rain and storm. And it was, ah, it was just something really, something else. Uh, it's just fantastic. Now, next up, and again, is coming from that era. Um, what can I say about the woman that's Mama Cass? You know, her voice was so pure, so beautiful, so full of love. It, it, I don't think there's ever been anyone quite like her. This is the Mamas and Papas, and ah, it's just a beautiful, beautiful song. Dream a little dream of me. Shining bright above you Night breezes seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in the sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me Say nighty night and kiss me Just hold me tight and tell me me while I'm alone and blue as can be.
I mean, yeah, uh, what a beautiful song. Um, you know, it's, it's yes, I the, the number of hours I've played there for the last while, they're all that era, but I think it's lovely to play new music, but I think you can't forget these people because they contributed so much to popular music. And their songs still stand the test of time. And, and I think that's that's what really stands out. And that's just a beautiful track. I'm getting all sentimental now. But <laughs> it's now at the point of the producer's uh, pick. And Graham, as usual, has two cracking tracks. The first one is by Illuma Shade and it's called Cloud Reader. And then The Skids and Masquerade. So let's press the button and hear them. Off we go.
Yeah, listen, Graham. Thanks so much once again. Two cracking tracks: uh, Illuminate, uh, Cloud Reader, and the Skids and Masquerade. Now, I know I probably didn't say the fourth one right, but Graham, you'll forgive me. And again, many thanks for everything you do on the show. Not just that. Um, now we are going to have a return uh, to the to the playlist of Atomic Freak, uh, and we did play a, a track we opened the show earlier on. With a track, but this, ah, uh, this is just is something else. Tell me what you think of it. This is Atomic Freak and Hometown.
Yeah, that's such a beautiful tune. Atomic Freak and Hometown, taken from their Nuclear Meltdown album. And yes, there's there's a strong Bond Bond Scott influence there, but the way it's done and the quality of their lyrics, I think you have to agree it's 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 really beautiful um we all know what that song reminds us of so i'm not going to say it but it's it's is absolutely beautiful atomic freak and hometown and uh, these guys are just going to be so big it's unreal and um well watch this space now here's another atomic here's atomic rooster and this is a track from their 1970 album called death walks behind you and this is tomorrow night
Yeah, that was the Roosters there, Atomic Rooster, and tomorrow night taken from an album called Death Walks Behind You, come out in 1970. Um, now, are you ready to do a bit of dancing? I think you should. Let's get the drums out. Let's get a bit of a jungle beat going. Uh, and this is John Congas, and well, you know the tune. Let's get the drums going.
Oh yeah, that was John Congress, and of course you knew the track. He's going to step on you again. <laughs> that that was a big hit for him too, and another hit called Takalashi Man as well. Um, he was from South Africa, uh, but I I loved I loved the the music, I loved the rhythm and the beat, and that was taken from an album if you want to check it out called Congos K O N G O S, come out in nineteen seventy one. I'm still in that vibe, baby. I'm still back in that era and it's going to be like that right today and I may as well tell you that now next up here's another sing along here's Mungo Jerry all right all right all right <laughs> uh, just a great song that was taken from an album called In the Summertime and I was just looking at the tracks on the album and most of their singles over a two year period were all taken off that album and that was one of them great great track Mungo Jerry alright 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 next up if we're in that era well, we have to have these boys here's the Sabs Black Sabbath and Paranoid <laughs> Oh, 
I mean, that was the track that really did it all from Black Sabbath and Paranoid title track of an album to come out in 1970. 1970s were pretty good year because next up we have Deep Purple and this actually almost hit the top of the singles chart. I think it got to number two. This is the Purples and Black Knight. What a great track, Deep Purple and Black Knight. As I say, Purple was generally an album's band. There wouldn't have been a singles band, but Black Knight really done extremely well for them. Almost hit the top spot way back in 1970. Now here's 
And the next track, well, this is so iconic too. Um, fourth single I ever bought. I may have said that before. It's just incredible. Paul Rogers, in my opinion, best vocalist ever. This is free. And you know what it is. All right now. Let's move before they raise the pocket rate. Oh. 
Yeah, what a classic track. And you know, when, the, when, when Free recorded that, they were only teenagers. And to be able to come up with that quality of music at that stage in their lives, absolutely incredible. Of course, the big break for them was when they played the Isle of Wight Festival. And that just, you know, that, that took them off. And then, of course, years later when Free broke up and then Bad Company was formed, you know, we had Simon Kirk and Paul Rogers half of Free in the band. Um, so, I mean, Bad Company went on to have a success that maybe Free should have had, um, but, you know, just didn't at the time, but Bad Company moved it up to another level. Anyhow, next up, well, I've always been a big fan of The Quo, absolutely. They released an album back in 1972 called Driver. My God, it was aptly named because it was Driver rock and roll, baby. This was status quo. This came out as a single, did very well for them too. I think almost hit the top. This is the Quo's and Paper Playing. <laughs>
that's a that's a head banging track if ever there's one. That's the call and and paper playing. And we're down to the last track. Oh, I'm always sad when I get to this because I I love the music and the show so much. I hate it when it gets to the end. But all good things come to an end, and I suppose we have next week to do it all over again. So as always, a few people to thank, and of course I have to thank my friend. Uh, and brother in arms Ronan Gallagher for taking the time to do the interview with me so appreciated and such fun doing it and my god Ronan has certainly lived a life as you've heard from both parts of the interview but that's what it's all about uh, and it was great to chat to him and then of course we have to thank you know, the fans favourite choice this week come from Colin O'Malley from Galway Ireland and again Great stuff, all white snake, and I'm a big snake fan, so delighted with that. And then, of course, we uh, come to the producer's pick. And, uh, you know, Graham, you know, not alone does he pick a couple of cracking tracks, but he does such a great job on the show. And I have to say that every single week. Graham, thanks so much for everything you do. And as I say, I have said it before, I am dyslexic, so occasionally I put words in the wrong places. But Graham checks everything out before we publish. And... Um, there's, all, there's nearly always one or two things have to be changed, but fair play to Graham, he always sets them right. Um, and then, of course, we have to thank the people here at Radio Home of Rock. I mean, you know, four and a half years doing this now, it, it just seems like yesterday. And I, I love it. The, the passion I have for this and the love I have for it is undimmed it's as much as ever, if not more. And thanks again for giving me this opportunity. I really appreciate it. And then, of course, Richard Lahomadou making a scene magazine. And again, Richard quietly does his job, gets the stuff out, gets it out on the podcast and gets it out to you. And when I speak of you... Then to thank you, the, you know, the listeners, you know, because if you didn't listen into the show, we wouldn't have a show. So again, thanks so much to every one of you that either listens in, tells somebody else about the show, shares it, whatever it is that you do to help spread the word. Because remember, you're spreading the word on some of the incredible artists that we are privileged to play on the show every week. And it's only by spreading the word that we can help these people, you know, make their dreams come through and don't we all want to do that and isn't it great to be involved in them okay we're down to the last track and um, well we're in the 70s 60s mode and we're not going to change for this i mean when this band formed probably you know they didn't realize just how massive they were going to be but they soon realized it i am talking about led zeppelin and um this track is well known. It was the the intro tune for Top of the Pops, which was a, a very popular show on BBC One. If you lived in the UK and certain parts of Ireland, it was your staple day at every Thursday night at 7.25. You listened in to hear the new Top 30 and see the acts perform. For, for many, many, many years, this was the signature tune for the show. Of course, I'm talking about Led Zeppelin and a whole lot of love. So until next week, uh, when we see you, same time, same place, look after each other, be good to each other. And remember, if you hear music that touches your heart, what do you do? Yeah, turn it up. We'll do it all over again next week. All right, Zeppelin, let's rock. Take it away. See you next week. (laughs) 